Hello, and welcome to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Whenever I hear the Pringle slogan, I imagine that a person like just eats one to start with and then has to live in temptation for a while <laughs> while it like quietly sneaks up on them. It's not like, I, I never imagined just someone chowing down on a whole can. It's like them trying to resist eating more, and I just see their willpower ebb away in my head. That sounds about right for like most just, snack foods. Like, they just take a few at a time, but they can't help themselves, and it just drags them further and further down. Yeah, that sounds right for almost every snack food. We're out of chips ahoy again, by the way. <laughs> you can... And I've I've seen your giant things of goldfish slowly accumulate in the recycling bin. They're good. I'm envisioning a uh, Pringles commercial where we just see someone's life spiral out of control. Slowly but surely. We just see someone forced to sleep on the couch. And then there's like a foreclosure notice. Their, I, I want it to... Their bank account is empty. I want it to Destitute view... but still popping. I want yeah. to view, like, the French New Wave. Shall be grayscale, except for the Pringles can. Right. It's a lot of disorienting jump cuts. Yeah. And then at the end, it says, paid for by Cheez-Its. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a total fake out. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's. This is why we can't get sponsors for the show. <clears throat> if you don't want your life to be like this... Come over to the cheesy side. <laughs> hey, would you like your or competing brand turned into a dystopian nightmare you're, in an audio setting? You're we'll just suggesting you. smear campaigns for snacks. Yeah, that is exactly <laughs> what I'm suggesting. You think they should start taking out negative ads like politicians. Right. I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing people enjoy themselves with these products. More snacks should promote themselves like presidential candidates. We should have a snack debate. A snack debate? Who's debating? Snacks. Uh, either anthropomorphic versions of the snacks we eat, or brand managers of those snacks. <laughs> or just boxes up on a podium. Yeah. You say, which one of you is crunchier? And then we sit in silence and wait. Okay. <laughs> 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 it's exactly like watching C-SPAN. <laughs> Aren't you tired of, like, seeing Coke commercials where the world is great because Coke exists in it? Don't you want to see, like, the dark side of Coke as presented by Pepsi? Yeah, like, diabetes hospital visits and watching your teeth fall out and you wake up and it's... It was just a nightmare, but then you wake up and at least one of your teeth is rotted through and it's because you drank coke before you went to bed for the eighth time in a row that week you wake up and you're in a hospital bed and you're gaunt and tired but what's that that they're putting into the 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 iv IV bag bag. but crystal pepsi it's clear so it's good for you (laughs) it's just like blood i guess it doesn't have any of those uh dyes that are so bad yeah has it's just got hemoglobin has everything your blood needs Mostly sugar <laughs> and, and liquid. It's a sugary liquid, which is basically blood. Those are yeah. the components of blood. Blood, Sugar plus liquid. Blood loves sugar. 
When your blood sugar's low, your blood reacts by boycotting your body, and then you faint. So, yeah, I think we should just keep feeding blood what it wants. That way it will keep working for us. <laughs> well, it's not quite how medicine works, but... Feed, feed your blood with sugar and sugary treats, or you're going to have a riot on your hands. What, what if your blood needs other things? can't imagine what else it would need well then it needs to communicate this because my blood only communicates to me when its sugar is low listen do you want your blood to unionize what are the benefits there aren't any for you as ceo (laughs) of your Uh, body i I had not thought of it in those terms before unions are very un-american as we are informed by our corporate overlords they know what's best that's true they got to the top that takes some doing Okay, let's let's continue this analogy then. Sure. So blood blood is like the the working class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like the blue collar workers of your body. Basically, yeah, they do a lot of the lifting. And then and are transport. your are your organs like different executives Mid- or heads of middle department? management? Yeah. Okay. And your bones are what? <laughs> Largely useless and ineffective. <laughs> the organs. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> a handful of them, at least. You can you can get by without a surprising number of your organs. <laughs> like you only need one lung. But they don't want you to know that. You need part of a stomach, part of a liver. You can get rid of your gallbladder and your spleen and your appendix. Yeah, your organs are like vice principles. It's good to have. <laughs> it's good to have eight or nine, but you can really get by with one, or in my high school's case, replaced every year or two, which is probably not great. In my mom's school, which is an elementary school, they have, like, five vice principals. Yeah. And then they cut teachers every year to save on the points, because everyone's assigned points based on their salary. What were those dudes called that roughed up factory workers? What? Factory workers. Muggers? When they started to riot. Not riot, but... Strike when they strike, yeah. When workers strike, uh, factory like foremen would hire people to beat them up. The Pinkertons, huh? Pinkertons. Those are your bones. The the bones are. They keep your blood in check. Um, I think that would be the veins. I don't think that's. Yeah, I don't think your analogy, long-winded though it was, (laughs) has any relevance in this situation. Bones offer a lot of structural support and organization, so I'm going to call them the office managers. They're not middle management or in charge of employees necessarily. They have to keep you stocked in paper and stuff. Hmm. And they, they're HR. They hire the blood cells to do the menial labor. And they give some organizational structure and make manuals for rules like the body is not allowed to be a puddle of gloop on the floor, which is the major HR rule that bones are responsible for enforcing. White blood cells may be Pinkertons. I could get behind that. They're like the bouncers of your bloodstream. <laughs> We're mixing metaphors now. Your body can't be both an office and a club. Uh, what if your office is like one of the newfangled ones that are trying to appeal to millennials at the cost of good business practice? Or what if you just run a club? Yeah. That have all of those positions clubs need hr and i guess and grunt labor i guess someone has to fill things with glitter and fix the strobe lights (laughs) i'm sure that's a job all in itself 
a glittery filler. <laughs> I've only been to one club. It wasn't very good. Hey, electrician, can you come in and fix our strobe light? It's just staying on. <laughs> um, it's just a solid light. We need it to flicker. I, I don't know that I've want ever, more strobe. I don't know that I've ever actually like been into a club. I have a lot of people so, wanted to grind. I did not care for it. So I assume they're just filled with jerks. Actually, one of the grinders was really nice and very politely stopped grinding on me when I asked him to. So that was well, a plus. That's what counts as polite. Look, these standards are low. I guess. I guess. How do you ask? Can you ask permission to do that? Because then you're just mixing it some would... really different things. Like, I can't imagine anybody like stepping up to someone and be like, excuse me, can I, may I grind on you, please? That just sounds like a bizarre sentence. Yes, but clubs are bizarre places. Also, you couldn't say that because you really couldn't hear anything, so it would be a matter I mean, of pantomiming. You could, you yeah, what? Mime. <laughs> I was gonna say you just you just have to stand close to the person and sort of just like grind the air and then shrug at them, <laughs> <laughs> kind of point at the area, raise an eyebrow quizzically, make a, a closing the gap symbol with your fingers. <laughs> That's what we really need. We need club sign language. Well, get on that. To replace American Sign Language. I don't think replace. Maybe supplement. Replace. Just throw an invisible lasso around someone. So you're going to basically... <laughs> Start, like, pulling. And if they cut the rope, then you know. No thank you. You're, you're going to take away from people who need to use American Sign Language the ability to communicate about anything not specifically clubbing. What are we're they gonna... talking about if not clubbing? <laughs> right. We're going to teach them how to party. Right, so they go in for a job interview, and they're like, uh, stiff drink? <laughs> yeah, they sit down, they're just like, may I grind on you? Sign language, they give them the lasso sign. <laughs> if, if you need a, a hard grinding employee for this company, and then, look no further. Inevitably, all of the club language gets... Corporate. <laughs> gets translated into other things, so like, may I grind on you can also mean... Hello and good day. It is wonderful to meet you. This is exactly. <laughs> Thank how you for calling me in for this interview. <laughs> this is how language was first born. Started for clubs and then. Yeah, started for Neanderthal clubs. Yeah, they just held rocks in front of the sun and and moved it so <laughs> it just it rapidly like <laughs> switched yeah. back and forth. They had a really nice cave that everybody wanted to get into. Yeah, they invented like, bouncers. There was a hole in the top of the cave that let the light in from the sun or the moon, and then they had one worker bee Neanderthal up there with a rock, just closing and opening that hole very rapidly, while another Neanderthal went oons, oons, oons in the corner. I was going to say that <laughs> that was the, the first incarnation of a Sandstorm, Neanderthal grunting. Of Sandstorm? Yeah. What is that? The song. What is that? The club song, Sandstorm. The only one? The only one. I will avoid these at, I, like, I'll pay any price not to have to listen to these, so I don't know what you're talking about. Really, I'm, it's cheaper to not have to listen to them, because club entry fees are expensive, unless I, you're... I don't. No part of that process sounds appealing to me. Like, I'm I don't, so, don't want to wait in line <laughs> to then pay money to go stand in a very crowded room where I can't talk to anybody. I had to pay $20 to just be in a club. It didn't include any drinks or anything. Right. I didn't really want to do it, but I was with people and I didn't drive, so. Someone invited me to a club once, I think, and I just like, backpedaled 
as quickly as possible out of the conversation. I imagine <laughs> you used one of your famous flower attacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to extricate yourself. I just imagined you having a normal human conversation. Then they say, hey, you want to go clubbing? And you don't even answer them or break eye contact. You just walk backwards very rapidly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until you're like in a crowd and disappear. Yeah, it's like that. And then you smoke, Mom. Just a little bit late. It's like Homer disappearing into the hedge, but into whatever's closest. <laughs> you pull a Mad Max. They start talking about clubbing, and then they like blink or look away for a second, and then they look back to where you were, and you're already like ducking into a crowd somewhere, wandering off into the sunset. Yep. Just give them that like that stoic nod, <laughs> and I'm away. It's like, it was good to know you. I'll, nev- I'll never see you again. <laughs> Gordy is the Mad Max of the post-apocalyptic clubbing scene. <laughs> Those movies would be good if they were about clubs also. I don't think it would take much changing. I think it just takes like a narration at the beginning that says, this is about clubbing. <laughs> That's all that narration says? Yeah. What if... And then, God, and then you're the movie, for an Oscar. <laughs> and then the movie begins. Just like the this, same as it was. This is a metaphor for clubs. Not even. This, this is, is this is about clubbing. And then Sandstorm plays. I don't. I want to know what this. <laughs> That's song the is. only soundtrack. I know the club song where a stranger gives a group of people directions that they have to follow, and I don't because I don't know who he is or Wait, what authority I, he holds. I've never been presented with his credentials so i don't know why i should listen to him i think by virtue of him being in charge of all the music no he's he's a recording i don't know who this person is i don't know if he's trustworthy can you just go with the flow no everybody else seems to like him no do you require what's your beef i don't i don't i don't know who he is i don't trust him do you require credentials of everything that instructs you to do anything preferably so every stop sign has to present its credentials to you I would prefer that to see if it's a bona fide stop sign or not. There's a difference between like a rightfully erected stop sign and one put up by hooligans. Or just one that's rogue. Yeah. How do I know who the stop sign is working for? I just realized just how lawful neutral you are. (laughs) (laughs) What? I'm pretty sure that's your D&D alignment. I would not classify you as either good or evil because you have stepped in both directions really hard i mean that's also true of every as long living as order... person in the history yeah. of the world as yeah. long as order is maintained lawful is your your most important feature i think what we've been discussing is is not very lawful which is questioning the authority of stop signs well a you're... lawful person would just take it at face value i think you see you're not questioning their authority necessarily you're requiring that they show you credentials so you want like you want more law (laughs) presented to you (laughs) you're not going to just accept a law you want the law with full lawful backing notarized for preference Uh, you want extra law yeah it's not necessarily that you are questioning the law it is that you are you are upset by unlawful things (laughs) yeah you want the law to be extra lawful and you're only going to follow the laws that prove that they're lawful to you. Like like an anarchist wouldn't go up to a stop sign and say, prove it. <laughs> <laughs> they would just go through it. I think a very low-level anarchist might. <laughs> One who's just starting out. How thrilling must that be, though? Some anarchists in the higher levels will just remove the stop sign so that no one has a law. When you first start down your path of anarchy, 
you've been living a life of law all this time and you just walk up to a stop sign and say prove it and then run away yeah (laughs) the the charge you get from that yeah sounds pretty good you obey the stop signs that you think should be obeyed Happily ever after. Tra-la-de-de-ha-de-ho, the hard hit, a hard hit. Tra-la-de-de-ha-de-ho, she'll live happily ever after.